Welcome to Nerd Sports. Let me get my camera set up. Today we're going to talk about the book of Boba Fett. That's what we're talking about. It was awesome. We can cover that. We can cover that in the nerd portion of the show. You don't. You don't put Boba Fett in the back. You put him up front. You put Boba Fett up front. And guess what? This is our thirtieth episode. Well, to be fair, I mean, sports. Mace Windu did put his dad's head in the corner. That's true. <laughs> Actually, it was a it was an arena, so you put him in one of the circles. See, that's how you keep a blonde in suspense. Tell him to go pee in the corner, <laughs> or you confuse a blonde. You put him in the tell him to go pee in the corner. Then they confuse the hell out of you by showing the corner to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> All right, so. Like I said, we'll, we will get to the book of Boba Fett here in just a minute. But uh, our picks, you were saying our picks weren't that great. Oh, yeah. No, I'll get to our NFL picks in just a minute. I want to <laughs> talk about the World Series. Um, I called, you know, at the beginning of the World Series, I said the Braves were going to win in, in six, right? Yeah. The Braves had a chance to clinch at home for the very first time last night during game five. Um. Pitching kind of shit the bed there. Um, AJ Minter, who's from Tyler, Texas, came in to pitch for the Braves, and he was pitching to Martin Maldonado, who was quite possibly the worst offensive catcher in the history of the game. And the guy didn't even pick the bat up off his shoulders, and he walked him, walking in the uh, the go ahead run because the game was tied at that point. Um, I mean, Adam Duvall hit a first inning grand slam for the Braves, and the Braves couldn't hold a four to nothing lead, you know? Uh, so, I mean, credit to the Astros. They didn't roll over or anything like that. Um, you know, they, they, and, and we've got people leaving as I'm trying to talk. Go on, go, 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 go away. Um, Are you in a hotel room? No, no, oh. no. I'm at my girlfriend's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. No, I don't, I don't arrive to the sprawling metropolis there known as uh, the great city of Boston until Wednesday. But um, so, uh, I mean, tip your hat to the to the Astros, man. I mean, they're facing elimination and they they didn't roll over when that grand slam got hit. So, I mean, they kept chipping away and they kept answering with runs, you know, with, you know, two runs here, two runs there. Um there's a lot of people that are pissed off about the uh, people doing the, uh, the tomahawk, tomahawk chop. chop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ESPN came out with an article about it today. I posted it to my personal Facebook page. ESPN can go do something very unsavory with itself because, you know, it, 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 you know, you get that whole get woke, go broke kind of a mentality. Yeah. And, you know, people are going to just start to tune you out after a while. I mean, these same people that are now saying that everything is racist, hell breathing is apparently racist. Um, math is racist. Uh, you know, uh, you, you know, 
we, we need to get back to a time when people understood that you were just going to have to expect to get offended at some point by some, you know, by some, some means. And you have the ability in this country, hell, you have the ability in this world. It's just not exclusive to America, but you have the ability in this world to walk the hell away. Keep scrolling. You don't want to watch something. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to hear something. Change the channel. Hit mute on your TV. Hell, turn the volume on your radio down if you're watching or listening to the game on the radio. Do whatever it is that you need to do until said offensive activity is over and then turn it back up. Turn it back on. You know, or, you know, just like I said, keep scrolling. And Well, a lot of people haven't gotten that far only because of what's happened in the past. Well, a lot of people are like, oh, this is a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's been out there since... And I keep on repeating this. It's been out there since the fifties. Yeah, since, I mean, since the uh, what, what was the? Uh, it was man. I've been I've been blanking out a lot of times uh, today, so I don't know if it's I'm tired or whatever. But uh, that whole uh, witch hunt they did in the fifties. What, what was it? McCarthy. Oh, the Red Scare. Yeah. Well, no, it was uh, the McCarthy era. Yeah, the red stuff. Scare. Yeah, it, it was if also you, called if you, were, the if you were even suspected of being a communist, you were paraded out in front of a Senate congressional hearing and you were blacklisted from everything. That's you. That's writers and all kinds of stuff. But it, it just got so ridiculous to the point where there are innocent people that are getting shafted really bad. Yeah. They just got to people have. People have to understand in this country, we have freedoms. We can be assholes and be, but we're just putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, but, we're, we're voicing our opinion because we have the ability to do to or do so. Thank you for the, you know, you know, thanks to the first amendment, which is protected by the second, you know, and, and people have the ability to express themselves any way that they want. You know, it's like the whole Dave Chappelle thing, right? You know, where he can, he he, he made a comment during his uh, uh, special called The Closer, this newest one that came out on Netflix. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it or not. Yeah, I was, I was one that told you, asked you if you watched it before, beforehand. But um, You know, but I mean, he was talking about, he's like, you know, you can make all kinds of racist jokes, but the second you cross the line, or you, does the second you start making trans, you know, trans jokes or you know, jokes about the LGBTQ community, oh, 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 no, that's too much. And he's like, really? You know, I mean, and I completely and totally agree with him. And you know, at, at a certain point, we're going to have to just start acknowledging this woke mentality as a mental disorder argue with me, fight me, change my mind, do whatever it is that you feel that you need to do. But me trying to tell somebody that humor comes in all forms and fashions doesn't make me a bigot, doesn't make me transphobic, doesn't make me homophobic. It doesn't make me, uh, 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 it doesn't, doesn't make me an Islamophobe. It doesn't make me a white supremacist. It doesn't make me anything except somebody with a twist, you know, with a jacked up sense of humor. Yeah. 
like buying a clock clock from uh Iraq and it goes back uh, it goes backwards when you start it. Well, that, that would be an Afghanistan clock, but yeah, I get what you're talking about. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, but 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 seriously, I mean, Major League Baseball stepped on its on it on its for all intents and purposes, it stepped on its dick earlier this year when it tried to get it, you know, enter itself into politics by removing the All Star Game from Atlanta because of its quote unquote racist voter protection laws, and now because they're having to go into Atlanta for World Series play and they potentially have to award the commissioner's trophy, hopefully tomorrow night, whenever game six gets played uh, here in Houston, which I am not going to that game because I just simply do not have the $250 for a ticket. Anyways, I'll get to that in a minute, but um, you know, it's, it's ridiculous man it 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 shows weakness i mean you're a corporate in, i mean for all intents and purposes major league baseball's front office is a corporate entity that's it they don't i mean they're a governing body for you know 30 major league baseball clubs to participate in an organized and then ultimately bracketed postseason schedule. And that's it. That's their job to govern the sport of baseball. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, anything past that, shut up and get out of the way. You're not qualified to speak on politics. You're not qualified to speak on most social issues because you want to talk about removed and, and disillusioned. That is the front office. They sit in their offices high above, you know, high above the street noise in New York City. And they make decisions based on what they feel is best for the game, as opposed to listening to the voices of the people who pay for their salaries, i.e. you and me as a fan who put our butts into seats, spending hard-earned money to attend these games. You know, and it's like. It's going off on depth deaf ears really yeah i mean they don't they don't listen to the fans they they don't listen to the owners they don't listen to the players you know and i mean if they if they want to pay attention to stuff like that they should pay attention to the nfl after that whole uh kneeling thing where their popularity and their viewership dropped dramatically oh yeah when dudes started taking a knee for the net during the national anthem viewership i mean their ratings plummeted i mean they went straight through the floor you know and they they lost millions of dollars that year in revenue because people just weren't tuning into the games people weren't going to the games i mean you still had your diehards you still had your season ticket holders that were still attending the games in person but people just they they were tuning out the nfl because that's that's a that's a it's a sport it's not a political platform and i've you know we've made that argument before on on our show that i mean like when lebron tries to interject his omnipotence upon the 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 the, the common masses here about how he's not just uh well he's not just some you know 
puppet to, you know, I forget what his exact words were, but he, you know, his job is not to just dribble a ball. Well, no, that is in fact, your actual job is to dribble a basketball and play a game. We don't want to hear your personal opinion that is, you know, shoved down our throats using your platform as an NBA player. We don't want to see Major League Baseball inject its opinions and views down our throats based on their platform as a governing body for the game of baseball. Just like we didn't want to hear about the NFL supporting these guys' rights to kneel for the national anthem. Yes, well, it is their right to do so. They are at their job. They are on the clock and we pay their salaries. Yes, okay, the ownership or the owners pay their contracts. True. But where do you think the owners get that money from? They get it from merchandise sales. They get it from revenue from generated from ticket sales. They get it from advertisers and sponsors. But those sponsors rely on us to get to the stadiums and they rely on us to tune into those games to see their ads, to buy their products. So that way they can afford to pay the NFL owners. So the NFL owners can afford in turn afford to pay these athletes. When I tune in to watch a game, I don't want to hear about somebody's political beliefs. I don't want to see somebody, you know, uh, espousing their social beliefs. You're there to play a game. You're there to play a game. If you want to sit there and create a second Twitter account or a second Facebook page that is not a verified account to espouse your personal beliefs, by all means, go ahead. Because the Internet is full of, of, of ignorant ass people on both sides of the aisle that talk out talk out of their ass without verifying any facts exactly i think and i I think that a lot of people would benefit from uh you know us uh, as a society doing our homework before we decided to write those checks that our hummingbird asses obviously can't afford to cash you know so it's i mean to me it's just it's just flat out ignorant and but you know, it, it, and it takes away from the stage of the game. It takes away from the scope and the uh, and the significance of these games. You know, and what, regardless as to what somebody, you know, for example, okay, so regardless as to what people may think or feel about the Houston Astros as a as an organization and the individual players that play for that team, they're putting up a hell of a fight against the Atlanta Braves and by contrast the Atlanta Braves they are doing a remarkable job against the Astros um you know because the Astros are going into this heavily favored because I mean they are a high octane offense that I mean they're they're with the exception of maybe a couple of holes you know again like Martin Maldonado you know it, it it they're a great offense their pitching staff is loaded with people who have great stuff. So they're they're heavily favored against the 88-win Atlanta Braves. And the Braves are taking it to them. They still have a series lead, three games to two, going into tomorrow night for game six. And, you know, I think that Atlanta can put it away tomorrow night, and I think that they will. Um, but, you know, it... it the political you know political ramblings of these governing bodies and and the people who are involved with playing the sport it takes away from the game itself it really does i mean 
if, if you want to be no, known and you want to be seen, do it with your skill as an athlete. Set yourself apart that way, the way that we used to, versus jumping on some bandwagon platform that you have absolutely no knowledge of or what knowledge that you think you have <coughs> is being fed to you via a very biased media that is regurgitating the talking points of whatever political affiliation that you happen to be a part of. And I'm tired of it, man. I really am. You know, is that going to keep me from tuning into the game? No. Why? Because I love the game of baseball. I'm a romantic about the game of baseball. I think I've made that abundantly clear. But, you know, getting back to, you know, the World Series, man. I mean, it's, there's so many things going on within this series that it, it just... Dude, it makes for great television. It really does. And, you know, it, you know, like last night, I was, I was listening to game five while I was on the road driving down here to Houston. And, uh, you know, I was listening to the Atlanta home broadcast and it, and, and these guys are not homers by any stretch of the imagination. They were bagging on their team, especially whenever, uh, Dansby Swanson was making a critical error at shortstop, you know? And so, you know, I'm just like sitting there going, you know, it's entertaining to me. And, you know, so, I mean, but I I love the fact that baseball kind of parallels itself on a daily basis, you know, during the regular season, during the postseason, like, for example, uh, this day, five years ago, Okay, well, five years ago, Tuesday, so it would be five years ago tomorrow. Uh, Rajah Davis, who played for the Cleveland Indians back in 2016, uh, they were playing the uh, uh, they were playing the Cubs in the World Series. So they get to Game Seven, right? And they're trailing in the eighth inning. And um, you know, so it, it it was it's it's it, it was it was great because like. He's sitting here facing uh, Araldus Chapman, who homeboy can throw 500, you know, not 500. He can throw up to 105 mile an hour fastball, right? And I mean, they were up to like, they were up 6-4 with like two outs in the bottom of the eighth. And they were playing the game in Cleveland. So Cleveland was up to bat. And Araldus Chapman comes up there and he's throwing fastball after fastball after fastball. Rajah Davis, later when he was being interviewed about that at bat, he said, uh, he, you know, he said he kept fouling off all those fastballs and it was just helping him dial in his timing. And he was sitting fastball all the way and, and he absolutely unloaded on a ball and hit a two run home run out to right or out to left field. And, you know, he was like, that's, you know, I mean, it, it was one of those moments. It was one of those, those moments that you really started to realize that uh, Araldus Chapman is, is quite possibly one of the bigger choke artists in major league baseball. But uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Chapman fan at all. I mean, the guy just, yeah, no. Um, but you know, you, you, you get those moments, you know, where that defines a player's career you know, and they, they can go back and they have like team reunions or whatever like that. And they can talk about that moment. 
they can talk about what they were doing at that exact moment when that home run or that play happened. Um, you know, so I mean, Rajai Davis, he, he permanently endeared himself to Cleveland Indian fans. And, and yeah, I'm going to continue to call them the Cleveland Indians because as you know, I'm sure, well, I'm sure you saw the article. I, I brought it up, I think last week. Um, there's a Cleveland roller derby based team that is called the Guardians and they filed an injunctive lawsuit against the Cleveland Indians uh, baseball team for trade right or uh, trademark infringement. That's funny. So I'm, you know, I'm rooting for this roller derby team to win that case. Uh, Cause I mean, that's part of that woke mentality, you know, it's like, Oh, now all of a sudden we're, we're offended by the name Indians. We're, we're, you know, it's like, seriously, next thing you know, the Kansas city chiefs are going to change their name. And, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying that they will, but I'm just, you know, I mean, what are we, where are we going to get to next? Uh, somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers name is offensive because steel workers who worked during the sixties and seventies, who were all dying off of, of cancer from the carcinogens they were breathing in at the, at the, at the foundry plants, now all of a sudden want recognition and they feel that the name Steelers is not doing it because the team blows. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, actually that might actually, happen. that was a long winded way of getting yeah. a dig on the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that was, a good um, one, though. you know, it, it, I'm, you know, I, I was, of course I was invested in this postseason for baseball because the Red Sox were in it all the way up to game uh, game six of the, uh, uh alcs against the astros but you know when the atlanta braves knocked off the los angeles dodgers the defending world champions i'm like i've got an underdog to root for in this world series and that's exactly what i'm doing i'm invested in this entire uh, you know postseason and am i worried about the the potential uh lockout for you know because of the collective bargaining agreement yeah i am because i'm worried about the health and the future of the sport that i love but as of right now, I mean, I'm just focused on, you know, enjoying the stage that is, you know, that, that, that this game is being played on and the stories that are involved with this world series, just the, the, the events that are happening during the games, I'm absolutely loving it. And it's, you know, it, it's just as a fan, it's incredibly fun to watch, yeah. but, um, Moving on, I want to touch on NASCAR real quick before we move into football because football is going to take up a majority of our time here. Yeah, because there, there's a lot that happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, so the race was in Martinsville, Virginia, and the trophy in Martinsville has become a grandfather clock, a legitimate grandfather clock. And this is the one trophy almost the whole year next to the Harley J, uh, the, 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 the Harley Earl, uh, the Harley, Harley Earl trophy, the one that they give to the Daytona 500 winner. Mm-hmm. This is the one trophy for a singular race that drivers absolutely want, right? I mean, some, some drivers go their entire careers without getting a win. Some guys go and they get multiple wins, but they never win at Martinsville. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was like a couple of years before he eventually retired. He kept thinking, he was like, he kept going to these races with his dad and his dad had like four or five of these things. Right. And he was like, you know, he's like, he wanted one so bad. And he kept thinking, he's like, I'm, I'm on the backside of my career. I'm, I'm starting to think I may never get one of these. 
And when he finally got one, man, I mean, he was just like in his post-race interviews, like we are going to drink a lot of beer tonight. And that's exactly what they did. But um, this weekend, it was a, uh, it's a playoff race. And it was actually the, uh, the cutoff race before next week's championship race in Phoenix. So the championship four uh, has been decided. So we know who's going to be racing for the championship next week in Phoenix, Arizona. But uh, th- this, this week's race winner was not a championship contender. Um, it's Alex Bowman. He drives the number 48 Ally Bank uh, Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports, right? Okay. Uh, he was bounced out of the playoffs during the uh, round of 12. And um, he ended up winning yesterday. But he did it. I mean, he, he raced clean for the most part all day long. Um, and he got spun out by, you know, he, 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 he spun Denny Hamlin, uh, who races the number 11 FedEx car for Joe Gibbs Racing, right? Well, this isn't the first time that Denny Hamlin has kind of shown his ass but after a race. Um, I mean, Bowman has four wins this season as opposed to Denny Hamlin's two. And Bowman said he didn't want to crash anybody, and he hated the fact that he that he that he wrecked Hamlin. Um, and Alex Bowman, at one point during the race, actually gave up the lead to Denny Hamlin, but then took it back. Right? Gave up the lead, let Denny Hamlin pass him, only to pass him back. Right? Because. You know, at the time, Denny Hamlin had the faster car, but Bowman got the advantage on him, put together a couple of really great runs and had his momentum carry him through corners and he made passes. Um, he said, I literally gave up the lead at Martinsville. He's been on the other side of that. He's crashed guys here for wins. He crashed Chase Elliott back when Chase Elliott was a rookie running the number 24 Napa Auto Parts car for Hendrick Motorsports, right? So... You know, the fact that Denny Hamlin has no problem putting the bumper on people, but you do it to him, oh, God, it's like the world ended, and all of a sudden, you're a no-talent driver. Um, Alex Bowman said, uh, you know, he's like, I just got into the turn, got loose underneath him, and it spun him out. Oh, wow. And, you know, he goes, regardless, we got a freaking grandfather clock, and it's pretty special. He said, I've struggled here for a long time. I was trying to get the flag, do a backwards victory lap, which is what Mark Martin used to do. And, you know, he's like Mark Martin is, you know, like his hero, you know, but. Uh, it's so, well, I'm, I'm actually looking at these. It, it's a different design. Uh, the grandfather clock is actually a different design per year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a unique one-off that this, that this yeah. grandfather clock produces for this race. But, um, you know, so, I mean, Denny Hamlin, he he gets in there and he drops an F-bomb on live TV. Oh, really? And he, he should, if he does not get punished for that, if he does not have points deducted or, you know, because the, uh, back in 2004, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. put together a string of consecutive wins at Talladega super speedway. And when he won, like, he's like his third race in a row there, they were interviewing him in victory lane. He was like, he goes, man, that don't mean shit. My dad here won way more than that. But we're just going to enjoy this one. 
he dropped the word shit on live TV and he got docked 25 championship points, which ultimately helped cause him or cost him the championship that year. But Denny Hamlin drops the F-bomb. He better have something done to him, you know, as far as points are concerned. Because if not, well, you want to talk about pissed off. People are going to be mad as hell, and they are going to hold NASCAR's front office and their their director of competition to the – I mean, they're going to hold their feet to the fire, and I will be one of those people. Um, And it's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm not a Danny Hammond fan. I just think that the guy, he's he's, just the dude – his his head barely fits in his helmet. His head is that big. I don't know anybody. Like I'm not that. talking physically. I'm talking ego wise. Yeah, I, I, I got you. I got they were you. interviewing Denny Hamlin after the race, and he's like, he's talking about Alex Bowman. He goes, he's a hack. He's an absolute hack. Um, he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week, and he's just a he's just fucking terrible. He said that. He said he's just terrible, and he sees one opportunity and he takes it. But obviously, he's got the fastest car every week and runs tenth, so he didn't want to race us there. But, you know, and it's like we had a good clean race. I moved up as high as I could on the racetrack to give him all the room I could, and he still can't drive. Like, dude, this is not a good look for Danny Hamlin at all, you know. And every time you say his name, I keep on thinking of uh, down and out. Might as well be, because when he talks like this, when he throws little fits like this, it makes him look just as trashy. It really does. I mean, it makes him look like that over 40, pot belly, you know, Fu Manchu goatee wearing, you know, mullet, greasy hair guy who is struggling to stay relevant. Yeah. You know. What was Danny's McBride, uh, What was Danny McBride's character's name on that? Oh God! You would ask me that. It's been forever since I've watched that yeah. show. Hold on, I can, I can, I'm, I already have Google up. So, but um, like this, you know, the, the 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 we got Kyle Larson who's leading the world and wins this year with nine. Um, Chase Elliott with Martin Truex Jr. and Danny Hamlin who are the championship four drivers. So it's down to two organizations: Hendrick Motorsports and Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, to race for the championship next Sunday at Phoenix Raceway. Um, I'm thinking Hendrick Motorsports is going to take that home. Uh, just because, like, Chase Elliott won there last year when he claimed when he clinched his first championship. But uh, Kyle Larson is on the hot streak of hot streaks right now. Um, like I said, nine victories this year, leading the world in points. He should have a cushion like no other. Um, the, the scenarios are going to play out, you know, the, the, the scenarios are going to change uh, during the race um, as drivers swap positions or they, they, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to, it's going to come down. Ultimately it's going to be who wins that race. And I, and I think it's going to be between Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. They're going to be fighting it out to find out who wins that race and ultimately who wins the championship. Um, Kenny Powers. That's right. It is Kenny Powers. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of these other drivers that have like made a name for themselves as being just absolute whiny crybabies like Kyle Busch, he's, he's settled himself down. Um, Brad Keselowski used to have a big mouth. He settled himself down. 
Kurt Busch. I mean, that guy was constantly getting himself sideways with other drivers in the garage. He is now one of the respected veterans in the garage, uh, you know, and, you know, you got Denny Hamlin who consistently comes up runner up. It seems like almost yearly on these championship races. And he, he lets his temper get a hold of him because when Alex Bowman tried to do his victory burnout right there at the start finish line, mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin, instead of going to pit road to have his car inspected, like he was supposed to goes over and blocks Alex Bowman's car to keep him from doing a burnout. Well, that's just being a little bitch. Yeah. And you could, you know, on the radio, Denny Hamlin's crew chief was like, think bigger picture back off. And it wasn't until then that Denny Hamlin decided to put it in reverse and park his ass on, on pit road, like he was supposed to, you know? So, I mean, the fact that he went after the race winner, after the race was over in his car and then drops an F bomb on pit road during his media interview right there. I mean, those are actions detrimental to stock car racing. That should, that, that should warrant a points deduction. You know, I mean, they're not going to disqualify him from the, from the championship four because, you know, that would just create all kinds of hate and discontent and NASCAR is trying to become above that, but they do need to assess him at least some kind of penalty, whether it's a five point penalty or a 10 point penalty. I mean, the F-bomb alone, dude, should be worth 35, 40 points. You know, I mean, yeah, you made it to the final four. But unless you win this race with a couple of stages, it, it's not going to matter. They should at least, you know, I mean, 45 to 50 points. I mean, I think the most points that you can win during the course of a race is like 41 or 42 points, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they need to basically dock him worth a, a race worth of points. Yeah, you made it to the final four. Awesome. But it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to win. You're not going to become the champion this year. And I, I think that the I think that the governing body needs to step in and say, hey, look, you're going to have this done to you. And it's going to set an example. We're going to set a precedent for people who are going to have their tempers flare out the way that you had them do and then run your mouth the way that you did on national TV. Make our sport look bad. No, sir. We've got every, 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 every inch that you described this just sounds like Kenny Powers. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, we've already got a moped and a fanny pack. There you go. Yeah. And, And, and dreadlocks. Yeah, that's right. Kenny Powers did have dreadlocks at one point, didn't he? Yeah. But, um, you know, so, but now we're moving on to our dreadful picks for week eight. I'm glad you're picking that. I'm not. I will oh, basically, dude. It, it, we could have a dartboard of, of, of teams and me just throwing the, uh, the arrow, uh, the dart at the freaking board would probably be the same yeah. one. So I'm going to start with the Thursday night game, Green Bay against the Cardinals. I had you Arizona. Call that one. The game. I thought you, you had know. Green Bay. No, I did. I. Hold on, let me pull up our let stuff. Pull up, yeah, pull up our Facebook post. If I pick that game correctly, I'm going to be so surprised. Oh, and I was talking to people. They were they were like, "Oh, you you do picks of the week." I was like, "Yeah, we do picks of the week, but you have to watch the show and find out why." And then that's the benefit. 
uh, of uh, watching the show is actually getting a reason why we did uh, we we say something on our Facebook, uh, even though most of the stuff. Now you had Arizona over Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. I had Arizona over Green Bay. So that was a three point loss right there. That was horrible. Um, the Jets beat the Bengals. I had that going the other way. Um, I, I did pick Tennessee over Indianapolis, so I got I got a win there. Yeah. Um, interesting note about the Tennessee game uh, going forward into next week. Um, Tennessee running back Henry uh, uh, Derek Henry mm-hmm. has a broken foot. So he had sur- he's going to have surgery to replace the bone in, or to, to repair the bone in his foot. And they signed Adrian Peterson, 36-year-old Adrian Peterson, to the practice squad uh, for, for the Titans. They're going to elevate him to the, uh, to, to the uh, active roster. And he's going to try to work himself into that offense. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I had the Rams. Why does that name over- sound so familiar? Adrian Peterson used to play running back for the uh, uh, Oklahoma Sooners. And then he was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings where he played a majority of his career. Uh, he was the guy that a while back, everybody, he, he kind of dropped out of football after um, he was uh, outed for beating his kid with a stick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I had the Rams over Houston. So I got that one, right. I had the Browns beating the Steelers. Steelers beat the Browns 15 to 10. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I expected this one to be my, you know, my, I was the, you know, I expected this one to be my law, you know, to be my loss for the week. I picked the the lions to get their first one of the season over the Eagles. The Eagles actually showed up and played football this week. Um, they beat the lions 44 to six. Um, and it was the largest margin of victory on the road since week 10 of 1981 for Philadelphia. But they had to do it against the winless uh, Lions. Go figure. Um, I had San Francisco over to over Chicago, so I picked that one correctly. I said that Atlanta was going to beat Carolina. Carolina actually beat the Falcons, so I was wrong on that one. I had Buffalo over Miami. Buffalo beat Miami twenty six to eleven. Um, each of the last twelve wins by Buffalo have been by ten plus uh, ten or more points. And that's the longest streak since the 99 or 98, 99 Rams. When Kurt Warner was the quarterback, I believe for them. No, that was the season before Kurt Warner. Um, I had the chargers beating uh, new England, new England is shocker came back and won that game. 27, 24. You know, interestingly enough that this is the sixth straight game that the Patriots have beaten the Chargers. So there's that. Um, I had Seattle over Jacksonville. Seattle beat them 31 to 7. I had uh I had the Redskins, I had Washington over Denver, and Denver beat uh beat Washington 17 to 10. Um Washington is now four versus four and thirteen versus non-divisional opponents since two or since 2020 damn um 
I had the Buccaneers beating New Orleans and the New Orleans Saints figured it out and they beat the Buccaneers 36 to 27. Um, now Brady did surpass Drew Brees for the most games with four plus or four or more touchdown passes since 1950. Brees held the mark at 37. Brady's got it now for 38. And then I had Dallas over Minnesota. Um, and this was the gonna the one pick that that I was kind of leery about because um, when I made the pick, Dak Prescott was scheduled to start that game, and um, so when Dak Prescott was announced as being out for that game because of his calf injury, they wanted to rest him an extra day or two. Um, they they inserted. Uh, their backup quarterback, uh, uh, Copper Copper Rush, I believe his name is. Let me look. No, I have it already up. up. Oh, I had it already up. I was looking at De- Dex Prex to our Adrian Prez- Yeah, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush went 24 of 40 for 325 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. And, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, they, 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 the, the Cowboys had to come back to win that game, but they ultimately beat them, um, you know, in regulation. So 20 to 16. So you, you, you got to hand it, man, to, to the Cowboys. I mean, these dudes are, I mean, I, I think they're, I, I think it's time to, it, here we are going in from week eight to going into week nine. It's time to legitimately recognize the Cowboys as a serious contender for, you know, for the NFC, uh, NFC title. I mean, really? Well, surprisingly, every time there's always been some kind of injury, uh, injury with the Cowboys. Yeah. For the, at least the quarterback, they actually, when they switch over the uh, quarterbacks, there's only been like one instant, a couple of instances, but they usually do quite well. It, it, it's strange. Yeah. I mean, and here this is one of those stupid little factoids. Cooper Rush's put rushing touchdown or uh, Cooper Rush's pass to Amari Cooper is the four in the fourth corner was the first touchdown, uh, first, first touch, passing touchdown in NFL history where the passer's first name and receiver's last name were an exact match. Wow, that right? I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was. We will come up with a stat for anything these days, and I think it's. Hilarious. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, who the fuck cares? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Kirk Cousins, the uh, uh, the the quarterback for for the uh, Vikings, he had a sixty five point seven completion uh, percentage. Uh, he threw for 184 yards, one touchdown, no eighty, no interceptions. He had an 88.3 passer rating. Where Cooper Rush comes in off the bench, first NFL start, gets a 92.2 percent or her passer rating, and you know it. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, "Wow!" You know, and Dallas even had a missed field goal. Go figure. Um, it was like uh, during the first quarter. A 14 play drive 
It started on the Dallas 25. They went 50 yards, took six minutes and 30 seconds off the clock, and they and it resulted in a missed field goal. Um, yeah, it just you know it it, it it's just I. There is an incredible amount of missed kicks this year from extra points all the way, I mean, to, to field goals. It, and it might be, I, don't very know, I just don't know if the, I don't know if it's one of those ebb and flow kind of a things, but I, I really, it might be, it might that. be, it might be a conspiracy because the kickers want more money. Well, they're that they need to go about it a different way. Let's just put it that way. All right, so um, let me pull up a notepad here real quick. Yeah, you got your picks for week nine. Yeah, I'm. I'm we're, oh, we're that's that's one thing. Picks. That's one thing I I wanted because it was this weekend. Hold yeah. on. Oh no, it's upcoming weekend. Never mind. Damn it, the Army Air Force game. Yeah, this it's this coming or it's uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, yeah, Army and Air Force at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. Um, you know, one, I'm going to be in Boston for that game. Damn so it. even yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, be in, in Fort Worth. Yeah, well, neither one of us would have been able to afford those tickets anyway because they priced out normal guys like us. They're basically treating it like an alumni reunion for both schools. That's crap. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's plus, I mean, plus the fact that Jerry Jones is needing to pay for the donation, donated time for this game. It, I don't know, man. It's anyway. So, all right. So we're going to start with our Thursday night game. It's going to be the Jets at the Colts. I'm going to take. Um, I'm going to take the Colts or the Jets. And then uh, we're moving into Sunday. So Sunday, there's going to be the Falcons playing, or Atlanta playing at New Orleans. I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, Saints over the Falcons. What about the Raiders? Okay. You oh, said... I'm getting there. Okay. Slow your roll. Pump the brakes there, Thanos. Um, Denver's going to be playing at Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas over Denver. Uh, see, New England's going to be visiting Carolina to play the Panthers, you know. With the Patriots coming off of their win the way that they did. That game is going to be a little evenly matched, but I think I'm going to take New England. I'll take New England over Carolina. What's really sad is I forgot today was Monday. Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, the week nine of how many people are uh, the the teams that are going against and everything like that, and I, I scroll up. And I was like, New York Giants and the Chiefs. I was like, fuck, is it Thursday already? Did I fuck up somewhere? And then I'm like looking at 
quarter one, I was like, wait a minute, today's Monday. Monday night football, you dumbass. Yeah. Um. So the Vikings, who just came off of that heartbreaking loss to Dallas, they're going to be visiting Baltimore to play the Ravens. So I'm going to take... I actually been to a, a, a Baltimore Ravens game. I'm going to take the Ravens over the Vikings. Then we have the Battle of Ohio. Cleveland is going to be visiting Cincinnati. So it is the Browns versus the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals. Not the Browns this time? Huh? Not the Browns this time? No, I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, They seem to have their shit together a little bit better than Cleveland does right now. Um, Buffalo at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to continue to wallow in their mediocrity, and I'm just giving them a promotion by saying mediocrity. So I'm going to take Buffalo for Jacksonville. Oops, if I can spell correctly. Thank you, spell checker. All right, there we go. Um, The Houston Texans are going to be visiting the Miami Dolphins. Miami. I don't know. Miami might actually. I mean, they are both. They're both one and seven right now. You know what? I'm going to give the people in Houston something to root for because uh, they're going to be wallowing in a World Series loss. So I'm going to take the Texans over the Dolphins. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, if not, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about. I mean, because it's still relatively warm. It was pretty warm here today. It was 79 for a high here today. So, I mean, like, technically it's November. I could still go to the damn beach if I wanted to. Um, well, come Wednesday. Actually, oh, Wednesday? No, come tonight. Come tonight. It's supposed to be like. Catch me at the beach in New England right now. No, sir. Wow. Uh, no, no, that's not what I was saying. Uh, we're getting all that rain and everything next couple yeah. of days. Yeah, I mean, it's going to rain, but I'm saying today would have been nice enough. I could have gone to the beach and actually enjoyed myself. Um, and no, not that way. Shut up. Um, five and two Raiders are going to be visiting New York to play the Giants. I'm going to take the Raiders. Giants. Chargers are going to be at Philadelphia. Uh, let me see here. Actually, Chargers have a pretty good team this year. They do. They do, Um, which is why I picked them to win over New England. But, I mean, they still put up, like, I think it was a good fight. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers over the Eagles. Um, Packers are going to be visiting the Chiefs. This will be Patrick Mahomes' first game back since the – Concussion. Well, actually, no, that's tonight. He's playing tonight. Um, you know what? No, I'm 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 taking the Packers over the Chiefs. I don't know, because already so far in his first quarter, 
They already got like one touchdown. So, well, it's just New York Giants. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the Giants. Um, The Arizona Cardinals against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, whatever miscommunication that Kyler Murray Murray had with his receiving core uh, the other night that resulted in their loss, I think they're going to get that hammered out in practice, and they're they're going to have one of those coming to Jesus meetings, like pull your head out of your ass when I throw the fucking ball at you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take Arizona on this one. Um, Our friend might be a little bit upset at you know, on that one. Yeah, well, you know what? He's what a diehard I mean? 49ers fan. He has he has his thing out of his front yard that it basically. This is going to be the portion of the show where I piss off the LGBTQ community. Does he have a rainbow sticker on the back of his car? That. <laughs> you have a good point there. But no, he does. he doesn't like the Cowboys. Oh, then that's all it is. He's just an anti-cowboy guy, so he's going to pick somebody. It, it just see that logic. No, he he really he really uh, loves the 49ers. He okay, he's a right, well, 40. he met who's going to watch this episode. So, to that particular person, I'm addressing you, sir. Yes, I am knife handing you through the camera. <laughs> okay. I know that you probably don't have a rainbow sticker on the back of your car. And if you did incline that way, that's none of my business. I don't care. I mean, it is what it is, right? So there we go. If you want to come at me, David can provide you with my personal Facebook um, uh, inbox information. Do with, do with that information as you please. Otherwise, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay, so he would um, actually love this, but uh, he, he doesn't listen. So now, um, the Titans are going to be visiting the Rams. Um, Tennessee I'm going to take the Rams be. on that one. Uh, I don't know. Look, man, here's the thing Derrick Henry's out, Adrian Peterson's going to be coming back, and you know that this dude is not fast anymore, he's not going to be. He's not going to possess the ball handling skills that he needs. His vision, his field vision, his football IQ may be up there, but it has been forever since he's taken a live game speed snap. And so I don't expect Tennessee to do a whole lot. Um, Their secondary may be able to keep up with their receiving core, but the Rams are going to try to establish a running game because the Titans won't be able to. And that is it. Um, it's going to be a close game, I think. I think that the I think the Titans will give them a run for their money. They'll 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 come up a field goal short. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, it, it would it will be a very very tight game on that one. Yeah, and so our uh, prime time contest of mediocrity is going to be Chicago on Monday night, going to Pittsburgh. Um, I will take the Steelers. The Bears. Did did the Bears lose any any players from last year? Oh, dude, it's it's practically a uh, it's, brand I mean, it's, new team. It's practically a new team. 
Um, te- teams that are on a bye week this week are the Lions. Um, <laughs> because let's face it, when you're 0-8, the last thing that you need to have is is a week off to sit there and further stew in the fact that you absolutely blow nuts. So if you are a fan of this show, listen to the show, stumble across this show by accident, whatever, and you know anybody that plays for the Detroit Lions, call in and check on your buddy because they are they are possibly not in a good place this week. Um, they, they're, they're definitely not. I think they're trying to get no. that uh, contender spot to get the first draft. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're tanking, and I, I think at this point they're tanking because um, they're, they're looking for that first over, overall draft pick. But the uh, the Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington all have bye weeks this week. Um, so, you know, uh, Tom Brady has an extra week to figure out the kinks in his game. Uh, but past that, those are the picks for the week. Uh, let me go ahead. No, no. But let me go over here. You know what? And I don't even want to talk about Logan Paul because that dude just annoys the shit out of me. No. We're going to go to Facebook.com. Yes, Facebook, not Meta, because that's just... They haven't changed it yet. You know, it's like, I'm not going to ever call it Meta. Did you go, uh, hey, did you, did you see my Meta post? I'm like, dude, that that's just, no. That just sounds weird. Me exercising my First Amendment rights to call you whatever the hell I want. Uh, uh, Let's see here. Oh my God! Really? What? What? The, he wants to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, even if it was an exhibition, dude. I want Mike Tyson to hit this guy so hard that his ancestors feel it, dude. I want. I want. I want his disappointed mother. To wake up in the middle of the night on fight night with a pain in her <laughs> chest. <laughs> no, let me back up. With a pain in her head that is throbbing. And then she realizes her son just got knocked back to the Stone Age. I mean, really. Like, she's. You want him to get punched? I, I want Mike Tyson to present his mother. Years. This is my hot take, okay? I want Mike Tyson to hit him so hard that he presents his mother, that Mike Tyson presents Paul's mother with an opportunity to re-raise her son so that way he does not grow up to be an insufferable dickhead. (laughs) That's it. I can see that. Right, I still, so, I still think uh, it would be so funny that he he knocks him so hard, but he knocks him back into the uterus. 
All right, so our week nine. Our week nine picks are posting and sit -ha! there we are just now. So there we go. Week nine picks are on the board. Let's see if we can, let's see if I can fare a little bit better this week than I did last week. Last week was just, God, last week I felt like the Jets. I was able to actually string a couple of things together, but at the end of the day, ended up walking out of the locker room feeling like a member of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> like I walked into it going, it's like uh, Vincent Vega, John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction, where he's like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, there's that whole thing there. But, um, yeah, um, tomorrow we are going to, my girlfriend and I, we're going to go be, we're going to go get a hotel room in Paraland because we're flying out of Hobby International Airport. Um, and our flight leaves at like six in the morning on Wednesday. Um, we've got a layover in Baltimore. And then um, we're going to head on you know, continue on to Logan, uh, Logan airport. Well, hopefully you don't have that bad of a trip. Uh, the, the groom, uh, was having a bad, uh, for, uh, uh, knockbacks. Of course, really? what, what, where are you fine with? Southwest. Uh, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm not trying to put that evil on you, man it's it's what's happening right now there's there's a lot of layovers yeah we intentionally had layovers built into our our into our itinerary oh okay you might not have direct flights non-stop flights are ridiculously expensive right now but um <laughs> so on my facebook page i put I saw this amazing t-shirt today uh, and, it, and it said tacos are better than pumpkin spice. Bite me. So I took that. I plagiarized the shit out of it and I put it on my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And dude, I am getting all kinds of one person. Both are awesome. You know, and I'm like, okay. Um, one person goes tacos, tacos, tacos. I'm getting another one of those, like uh, the Carrie o, uh, uh, Ella's gift where he's like, you know, that one. Um, I'm getting one person saying totally. And these are white girls saying this. I'm like, yes, white girls who are rebelling against the pumpkin spice overlords. It's like Dune. We're like, you know, he who controls the spice controls the universe. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but but oh, we, you know, we so, haven't we haven't we so, haven't talked about i'm getting i'm getting a team skeleton you know response on my post I, i'm just i'm, I'm a little, this is it's great um man i went to uh joey's today you know uh i tried to have some of their uh barbacoa yeah dude for a mexican restaurant their best thing is just the breakfast their barbacoa has no flavor into it man I mean, I've had, I mean, that, that one, uh, that one, uh, uh, Roach coach and, uh, Justin that we went to, 
Yeah. That was good barbacoa. This place, it, it's so dry, has no taste to it. They're just like, oh, we'll just make barbacoa, but we won't put any flavor into it. These white yeah. people won't know any difference. I was like, I and someone came up to Huh? I want to bring something up real quick. Um, all right, so every year during the postseason, specifically during the, uh, the, the World Series, um, they, they take time during the uh, um, uh, broadcast, the TV broadcast, to do this stand-up to cancer thing, right? Yeah. Jerry Remy who is a longtime broadcaster and former player in the major leagues. Oh, yeah, he died. Uh, died yesterday. And he, he's been a fixture in the Red Sox radio, uh, television booth and radio booth at some points since 1988. Um, he grew up a Red Sox fan, dreamt of playing for the Red Sox and did. Um, I mean, he, he was a, he was a great player, great broadcaster, and he was a friend to hundreds, thousands of people. Um, and he'll be missed and he really will. Um, he, really kind of just he connected with a lot of people on their on their radio broadcast and the Red Sox brought him out for the first ceremonial first pitch during that wild card game against the the Yankees and he was going through cancer treatment at that time and it was actually like his second or third round battling cancer and you know, I mean, it, it baseball as a whole really lost somebody when Jerry Remy died. Um, and it was lung cancer. So, you know, and there's a, a broadcaster. He now does television games for the San Diego Padres, but he goes by the name of Don Orsillo. And he, for the longest time, was in the television booth on, the, on Nesson, which is the New England Sports Network calling Red Sox games with Jerry Remy. And these two were a pair. Um, they, they called games together for 19, 20 years, 21 years. Okay. Don Arcillo put out in, in a tweet dated yesterday, thank you for 21 years of friendship. I am nowhere today without you. You showed me the right Major League Baseball way. I know I will text you three times a day. Still, I am lost. Rest in peace, Rem. And Dennis Eckersley, who is in the Nesson booth now, because he was filling in uh, for Jerry Remy, says, Red Sox Nation has lost a beloved icon. I lost a longtime friend, teammate, and broadcast partner. He'll be remembered for his passion for the Red Sox. I will miss him for his most infectious laugh. And Fenway Park will never be the same. Um, The Red Sox, their Twitter account uh, put out, This weekend, we lost our beloved Jerry Remy, a former player, broadcaster, and Red Sox Hall of Famer and friend. For over 40 years, the Rem Dog captured the hearts of Red Sox Nation. Our thoughts and countless memories are with Jerry's wife, Phoebe, 
and their family and our friends at Nesson. Um, he, I mean, this, this guy, I mean, Joe Buck even took time. I don't know. Let me see if I can get this to play. Tell me if you can hear this. Well, Boston Red Sox, yeah. their enormous okay. fan base, and the rest of the baseball world mourn the passing of Jerry Remy, who last night lost his long battle, 13 years to battle with cancer. Nicknamed the Rem Dog, he embodied every aspect of being a core part of Red Sox Nation. He grew up in Somerset, Massachusetts, an hour drive south of Fenway. Dreaming of someday playing in that storied ballpark for his hometown team. Had a three-year stint to begin his career with the Angels. Real good second baseman. Named to the 78 All-Star Game for the Red Sox. As Maton deals. Strike one on Duvall. The two key late-inning hits in that infamous one-game playoff that year against the Yankees in 78. Problems curtailed that playing career in the mid-80s. He joined the Red Sox broadcasting crew in 1988. He was a force in the booth all the years since. He would have turned 69 next week. In the bottom of the sixth inning. If the Red Sox nation had an emperor, the Red Dog be you know i mean for joe buck to take his time to recognize a regional broadcaster on national tv i mean that speaks volumes as to the kind of force that jerry remy was i mean his unique his unique new england accent in the booth uh I mean, this guy lived and breathed everything Red Sox. And, you know, when I I read it, when the news broke, I mean, it affected me. Because I've been able, I've been fortunate enough when I, when I had the, uh, the MLB uh, premium package where you could watch games out of market. Mm-hmm. I was able to watch the Red Sox home broadcast on, on Nesson. And loved it loved listening to don don Arcillo. loved listening to to Derek, jerry remy um i mean i i love the radio broadcasts on wei uh the radio or boston sports radio up there listening to joe castiglione and will fleming but jerry remy he really brought an intangible quality to the broadcast I mean, he was just a knucklehead like the rest of us, but, you know, he, he got to do what millions of fans have wanted to do. You know, he got to play for his home team and he got to call games for his home team. He never left the organization. Yeah. And his passion was baseball and that's what he always wanted to do. And that's all he wanted to talk about. Exactly. I mean, He'll never, ever, ever be replaced. And I, and, and I don't really think that people want to replace Jerry Remy because those shoes, I mean, honestly, those shoes are too large to fill. 
and there is a petition uh, started. It's on change.org. Um, I signed it today. I also contributed $20 towards, you know, the advertisement of that petition. But uh, it used to be called Yaki Way, which is the street that runs out in front of Fenway Park. It was changed to Jersey Street. But now there's a petition to change Jersey Street to Re uh, Jerry Remy Way. And I would highly suggest um, when I signed it, there was 1,345 out of the 1,500 needed signatures. Um, go out there on Facebook, find it, go to change.org and find the petition, sign it, um, contribute to the cause. I mean, because if there was any, if there was any one individual that was deserving to have a street named for him, um, especially and, and, you know, outside of the, you know, our beloved ballpark, you know, America's most beloved ballpark, you know, um, it would be Jerry Remy and, you know, Joe Buck, as much as I can't stand the guy, he nailed it on the head. I mean, when he said that if Red Sox nation were to have an emperor, the Rem dog would be it. And, you know, so, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of things that, are going to be missing next year. I mean, the play on the field is going to be the play on the field and the team's going to do what the team needs to do. Um, personnel are going to change, come and go, you know, what's that? But it's going to be that voice coming into your living room, coming into your bars, you know, whatever it is that you happen to be watching that broadcast. For a lot of people like me, for Joe, you know, like for me, I, I, I traditionally like to listen to the radio broadcast just simply due to the fact that, you know, I don't have the premium package. So I listen to the games because listening to games on the radio to me is a little bit more nostalgic and it's a, it's a little bit more of an intimate kind of a thing because you have to focus on what's going, going on versus watching the games on TV where you can kind of tune it out and still get a bigger picture. Yeah. I look at Joe Castiglione as kind of like an unofficial member of my family six to seven months out of the year, depending on how long a playoff run runs, you know, how, how the playoff run lasts for the Red Sox season. Um, for a lot of people that exclusively watched the games on TV, <coughs> they're going to be missing that voice, that, that candor, that humor, <laughs> that unique laugh. That, that Jerry Remy brought to the booth, he brought to the games, he brought to a lot of people's families, their homes, and he made he made those games, a lot of those games that came out on the wrong end, like they were blowouts and the Red Sox were just getting worn out. He made those games tolerable to watch because people were tuning in for the Rem Dog. And now that we don't have him anymore, you know, People are going to wonder who are we going to replace them with? Who's going to try to fill those shoes? And whoever it is that gets offered that position, they have to recognize. I mean, they have to. I mean, this is a necessity at this point. They have to be able to recognize the size of the shoes that they are having to fill. And they, I mean, they, they need to pay homage to jerry remy 
and it's not that we're elevating this guy to like deity status or anything like that. I mean, he was, like I said, he was a knucklehead like the rest of us. He just got to live a very blessed life doing what he loved with the game that he loved for the team that he loved. But whoever attempts to fill that role, <laughs> they're going to have to bring their game every night. For 162 games, they're going to have to bring their A game. And, you know, there, there's that, what is that, that old cliche is like, um, often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That's exactly what it's going to be. And it's going to be interesting this week going up to Boston and and spending time around Fenway and going into Fenway on Thursday to see how many references to Jerry Remy there's going to be. And I'm going to take as many photos as I possibly can while I'm up there. Um, not only just the Fenway trip, but just the surrounding areas like Cambridge, uh, Salem, Plymouth, uh, the, the North Bay, stuff like that. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many pictures of Jerry Remy are going to be up all over town. And. I mean, I'm looking forward to the trip, but I'm also looking forward to being able to to, to kind of go and, you know, pay my respects in my own way to Jerry Remy while I'm there. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I I, 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 I hate hate trying to end the show on a somber note like that, but it's, uh, well, no, because we still have to talk about the book of Joe Buffett or uh, Boba Fett, but um, <laughs> I saw how you rolled your eyes a little bit there. You're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Now I can participate in the show. Um, but yeah, it it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah. So that being said, I yield the floor to the senator from Wichita Falls. Dude, it looks so freaking awesome, though. The the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But I like I like the the. I'm kind of wondering how the twist is going to be on it because he was like i i know it's going to be something to the, the fact of he event he, he says he, he's like java ruled by fear i'm going to rule by respect and it's gonna at the end of the whole series it's gonna flip and he's like no nah, he's gonna rule by fear <laughs> well i think it's gonna be like um you're either going to respect me or you're gonna fear me you know kind of yeah. a situation He's going to give the people an opportunity to respect him. But I think he's going to put a lot of people down. Yeah. I mean, Ming-Wah's character, she was like, you know, there, you know, some of those uh, captains or whatever, the different clans or, you know, you know, uh, you know, some of the higher up people are sitting around that table. And she was like, Jabba wouldn't have talked to you. He would have fed you to his menagerie and they were all looking around like she has a point <laughs> you know? it's like, like this guy wants to know our opinion oh he only wants to know our opinion so he can trash it down oh okay well at least i'm not dead but i mean for the i mean, I, mean new... <laughs> I just saw that meme you sent oh <laughs> 
<laughs> did I post? Did I post? I if that's the first time you uh, you, you post? No, it, it, it just hit the the one about the the meat lovers pizza. Yeah, you, it, you it just means that I didn't, right? I didn't I didn't post. No, I haven't posted. I posted it in our group group, but I haven't posted it in our. Uh... Oh man! Oh okay. Yeah, that is going to be great. It comes out what, <coughs> December 19th or something like that? 29th. Yeah, December 29th. Yeah, December 29th. That's going to be cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Hawkeye actually comes out this month. So there's Actually, that. this week in the, uh, Eternals comes out, and then... Uh, yeah, so when I get back, I've got my boys next weekend, so I've got a lot of Marvel coming up next week. Yeah, so I think I think it's watch. the 16th. I'm not sure. I know the Eternals comes out. Um not that the rotten tomato not 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 that the, the the rotten tomatoes ratings matters for anything, but the Eternals has gotten just a completely crap review by Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. I guess like, I guess Marvel Disney... had all this this certified fresh streak going with their Marvel movies. I guess Disney kind of uh, didn't pay them. You know, uh, that's a, that was actually true. It was for a while, Disney was actually paying Rotten Tomatoes to give them yeah. good reviews. Hold on, my dad's calling. Hold on just a second. All right. Hello? Hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What his uh, dad is talking about is what we posted on our Facebook, what I posted on a lot of other of my groups that I've actually had was uh, the yeah let me get this up hey um right now i'm recording an episode of the podcast i'm going to put you on speakerphone can you go ahead and repeat that part about the commandant of the marine corps all right hold on a second all right so um the situation with the uh marine corps mm-hmm. uh, um our marine vet from mr uh, wolford mr wolford yeah so my dad went to the american legion uh, post meeting tonight he has an update about that Go ahead, Dad. Okay. Uh, nephew uh, got in con- contact with the Commandant of the Marine Corps' office, and there will be a letter of accommodation signed by the Marine Corps, by the Commandant of the Marine Corps, uh, going to uh, Mr. Wolver here in the next few days, take to his uncle. Now, uh, he also got a accommodation and a flag from Governor Abbott's office because his uncle is a native-born Texan. Awesome. Not to be outdone by the governor of Texas, Senator Ted Cruz is an accommodation and a flag. Then uh, they got a hold of the city of uh, Escondido where his uncle lives. The mayor of Escondido is a Fulbert retired Marine colonel. He's going to have a neighborhood parade in front of this guy's house to honor him. 
police, first responders, fire department, all that. Then not to be outdone by the mayor of Escondido, the commanding officer Camp Pendleton is sending a contingent of Marines to march in that parade and render honors. So this thing is taking on a life of its own. That is badass. Like, I got goosebumps on that one. I did too. It's pretty bad that both of us get goosebumps on this. <laughs> Fuck. That is cool. <clears throat> Um, and I just posted it. I just I just posted it like this weekend. Escondido is that based on just the fact that it was sanctioned by the American and American Legion post, specifically post one sixty nine, which is all false. This is how this is all taking place. So that yeah. that that is. That's awesome. Well, hey, let me wrap up this episode, and I'll give you a call back here in a minute, okay? Okay. All right. Later. That so, is awesome. That's cool. When did, when did uh, Y'all's Legion post posted that stuff? Um. Well, we uh, I put the word out last month, or yeah, last month at the, the post meeting to have everybody, tell everybody to buy birthday cards for this guy. They collected all the birthday cards tonight and handed it to Mr. Richardson tonight, the the the, the nephew of the the Marine. Yeah, and he's going to be flying to California to spend his uncle or spend the birth. His, oh, uh, I could have dropped that birthday. off. I already mailed mine. I mailed mine yeah. like today. Well, no, it's fine. You you mailed yours. Great, awesome. But Jim Richardson is taking a, I mean, just a load of birthday cards to this guy. That's awesome. So I was worried yeah. about that because I put it in a, a DB post, uh, a veteran affairs post and a band of bravos, which that's probably around about e- each group is about a hundred thousand people in there. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that a contingent of Mar- a contingent of Marines is going to march in this parade, stop in front of homeboy's house and salute him. Yeah. That is, dude, that is out fucking standing. Um, give Marines a bunch of shit for being a bunch of crayon eaters. All we want. But I tell you what, when it comes to honoring their own, the Marine Corps does that shit right. Yeah, I know. That is freaking awesome. So, <laughs> it's like that. It's like that post I posted. It's like, what organization helps the uh mentally handicapped and uh blah 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 i was like the special olympics no we're looking the answer we're looking for is the marine corps i forgot i forget I where i was i forget where i was oh, we were um I think it was at work, actually. And one of the guys, one of the places that we had to go do a job at, the guy was a Marine. Yeah. And uh, he had absolutely zero clue that I was a veteran. And so when he was like, yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. I said, what, what, what's your favorite crayon? What's your favorite flavor? And he looks at me and he goes, Blue, how did you know to ask me that? And I was like, <laughs> Army Grunt. He goes, fucking Army. <laughs> I was like, yes. you know, so I mean, <laughs> I mean it's just it, 
big, just absolutely. I mean, from the from top to bottom. Good for Mr. Wolford. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Salute I'm, 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 I'm so I'm so Super happy fun. that we were a part of this. Yeah. You know, and um, when I get back from Boston, I am going to get a hold of his granddaughter and I'm going to seriously like I'm not going to wear her out, but I am going to reach out to her and be like, hey, you know, so that way you and I have time to get our questions put together. So that way we can give her our, our questions so she can get him prepped to do an interview, because I, I, I really feel like we need to give him a stage. Yeah. To tell at least a part of his story because we could even use this as our parting shot for the episode, but you and I both being veterans, we understand that we people within our community, we have a very unique perspective on American history because we were a part of it. Yeah. And I mean, when nine 11 happened, we were the people that went overseas. Well, I was, I know that Right, you didn't get the chance to. You know, so, but we, you know, we, we have an oral history that needs to be passed down. There's some way, shape, form, or fashion needs to be recorded and preserved for prosperity. Because if we leave it up to the knuckleheads that write our textbooks. I've already seen that. They'll classify the United States military as, as a, as a as a fascist group you know i mean it, I, I don't the way that things are going in our country nowadays i would not put it past that to happen i'll send i'll send you uh a video i gotta find it again but there was yeah. an episode of uh babylon 5 to where it, it, I'm, it was, I'm re-watching that on netflix by the way i think it, it's the last episode i think of season four or season three i'm not really Whatever they did, the Shadow War. Yeah. It was season, it had to been season four. Yeah. But. Because yeah, that's when the writing got really good. Yeah. And then it dropped, they dropped the ball at the. Uh, uh, the yeah, they the, pulled a Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones pulled a Babylon 5. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> it, but, it's funny because you go back and like you watch the pilot and you watch all the cgi and computer you know computer animation oh crap. god it was like, so crap you were like oh my god this was state-of-the-art back in the day because i remember watching that show when it first came out going that looks so lifelike and now i'm looking at it like the nintendo 64 had better fucking graphics <laughs> yeah 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 and also like, also wow. the fact of the also the fact of uh what was really interesting that was actually the first show to where it went to the point where if you missed an episode on on one of the seasons you didn't get a lot of it yeah because it there there was a couple of episodes that went back to the beginning of the first season it yeah. was all one big loop yeah I mean, it, it really focused, it really put a premium on, on writing. Yeah. You know, and I would love to see that show get not necessarily rebooted, but continued, you know? Well, yeah, they tried we, to continue with, uh, they, they've done uh, a couple of uh, direct-to-TV movies. Yeah. Where they, re, uh, they revisited Babylon 5 and everything like that, and... Mm-hmm. 
they they weren't as good. Like uh, what was it? Crusade. Yeah. Well, I, I know now. Like, there's some Facebook groups. There's some Facebook pages out there where there are people who have leaked that they are are they have signed on to a project involving the continuation of the story and it's supposed to be like either a netflix or a hulu original i hope they drop uh that crusade uh like they 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 uh retcon it yeah because yeah it was really weird it's like oh earth is now a uh quarantine planet because of this 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 i'm like the fuck are you doing yeah i mean you Um, couldn't come up with anything better I know this right. is TNT well, back in the '90s, but Jesus, I mean they right. did the whole. That's right. Uh, more campus TNT. That's right. That's yeah, right. And, and that and that uh, in that same uh, time frame in the '90s, they did that whole Mortal Kombat TV show. <laughs> oh God, that was horrible. That was free. I I tried to watch, and this is this is coming from a kid that loved Mortal Kombat, and I tried to watch it. And I was like, oh, this is crap right exactly. i could i could i could go out and find me a hobo and have him throw shit in my eyes and probably be basically the same thing you gotta it, admit that was a good one it was i mean it would be like uh i don't know for some of our younger crowd it would be like growing up watching dragon ball z and then trying to suffer through the live action movie yeah yeah. Speaking of live action, I am looking forward to Cowboy Bebop coming out on the 19th. Is it the 19th? Yeah, it is the 19th. It is. Man, there's a lot of good movies coming out for this Christmas. That's another thing. Because the yeah. 16th, uh, the six, 16th or 18th. Yeah, and then Thanksgiving, we've got Ghostbusters Afterlife. No, that's, that's the 16th to 18th. Yeah. One of okay, those days. Yeah, right. forget, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the month of November is going to be big. Um, I know. I, or, have you heard or let me look this up because... it was the 18th because my birthday's on the 14th and it takes a week for them to do that stuff so four more days so it would be out on the uh on the, that thursday would be ghostbusters yeah um i'm trying to find out what the freaking release date for top gun maverick is going to be this summer I think it's going to be in July next year. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Because the there, summer- there, there was some confusion because they were like, oh, it's going to be out in the holidays. And it's like, they keep pushing it back because they, because they're looking at the Marvel schedule and they know that they can't compete. So they're looking for that dead spot between Marvel releases. And I'm like, is there a dead spot nowadays? Between Disney Plus and, and theatrical releases, no, I don't think there is. But um, there, like Christmas, there's going to be a shit ton of great movies coming out. We got Spider Man. Yeah. We have Spider- what was the Spider Man? What was the other thing that we wanted to watch coming out Christmas? Fuck. Yeah, well, but I'm going to get off here because I'm hungry and I want to go eat dinner, and um, I, I actually want to converse with people and hang out and do normal adult things um before what what do you consider normal for people 
We have a love life. How about that? Fuck. See, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to do that to you, man. Fucking loser. You you made me do that to you. You. You know what? You know what? I can do the same. You made me do that. I can do the same thing. All I have to do is go to the bathroom, and it only takes me about five minutes. You know what? Just right here, (laughs) choke yourself, man. God, no, don't. I think it's. I think it's. That would just make it weird because you would just, yeah. Erotic. It's only weird if I look at you in the eyes when I do it. It's only gay. It's not gay if it's the TSA, dude. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, no, I, I guess uh, Spider-Man. Grunt Style came out with that. Or was that Ranger Up? I think it was Grunt Style. Came uh, out Aquaman. That's right. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut this out. And um, Yep. But yeah, uh, take make sure uh, to give our, our Facebook post a, a, a check out, a, a look for our week nine picks. Um, I will scour the internet, as I'm sure you will as well, for uh, newspaper news articles pertaining to Mr. Wolford's birthday celebration. Um, November 10th is going to be the Marine Corps birthday. Uh, so let's let's give our crayon eating brethren uh, their day. Um, Army versus Air Force this weekend. Go Army, be Air Force. Um, I don't. I don't know why you would say that. We've already beat I, the Navy. It had nothing to do with the fact that you're Air Force and that Air Force has already beat Navy. So we need to beat you in order to have an opportunity to retain the Commander in Chief. I don't. I don't think that's that's real. I mean, it, I mean, you know what? You know what? Since you're the lower of the of the species, oh, the higher go. up there, I'll go uh-huh. ahead and let you have your fantasy. But when when reality hits you, so when reality comes crashing down on either one of us, you know you what? Don't want to go here with me because trust me, I can out asshole you all day long. No, that's impossible because you're not going to be willing to go as far as I will. Well, the, the only reason, the only the reason, LGBTQ, at the risk of pissing off our LGBTQ, you know, listeners. Man, you know, you don't want to open that Pandora's box. Anyways, maybe we should maybe we should do a, a gentleman bet for next week. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. Uh, if Army wins, uh, whoever wins, the other people, the other person, other person has to dress up as a clown for the next episode, episode thirty one. You know, with Halloween just having concluded and Spirit Halloween is closing their doors for another year, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a clown outfit. You know what? I'll pick it up from Walmart tonight. They got uh, shit on clearance. I'm so glad that you're investing so seriously in your future. I I, I am. I am. <laughs> I really want to see you do this. I really I, I want to put the makeup on you. <laughs> Oh no, no, that's not happening, bro. Yeah, okay, sure, fine, all right, all right, okay. You know, because the army is actually running an actual offense, has a way better air force. The air force just happens to have 
uniforms that look shiny, but you know. You know what? Whatever. Oh, so rainbow or just straight red? You know what, dude? You're the one that's going to be wearing it. So. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I could get a, a wig because when I when I went up to Walmart on uh, Sunday, I went to go pick up my allergy medicine. Or no, I went up there Saturday. It was like slim pickings to begin with. You might want to check Party City. That's right. That's right. We still have Party City. So, okay. Just do us a favor. When you leave the studio in your clown outfit, do not walk around the neighborhood because you will have the cops called on you. Quite possibly, yes. (laughs) And I'm just saying makeup and everything. But I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And thank you for watching Nerd Sports, episode 30. We made it this far. Oh, yeah. Keep it classy, San Diego. Yep.